you are going through grief right now, but life around you, it goes on as it always has. That in itself seems wrong, but are you dealing with those same expectations from others in a different way? As Christians, we tend to take on others' problems in an unhealthy way because we feel or we were taught that we're supposed to help others. But are we always supposed to help others? In grief, for the first time in my life, I had boundaries. During grief, I didn't care who thought I was being selfish or what anyone thought of me because I didn't have enough energy to do anything but make it through the day myself. Today, we'll look at how to set healthy boundaries in grief and for the rest of your life. And I'm going to tell you the answer to how do I know when to say yes and when to say no. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Lesotho in Southern Africa as our spotlight country. And in the U.S., California, you continue to be the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 95 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So whatever country or state you are in right now, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to a podcast I know you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me that you're taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, you can go to episode number one or to the website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab, where you'll read more about a book I wrote called Dying to be Healed. See, Monica's faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief. It is not just about being sad. We talk about how to get through those hard days and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. I know you're probably thinking, yeah, right, nothing's ever going to change. And if you're saying that, then you're in good company. 
because I and many other women have said the same thing in the beginning. Hold on. I promise you it won't always be like this. You will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. So, do y'all have a friend that you just love spending time with? And oh, what a blessing they are when you're going through grief. They give you something to look forward to because they just always make you feel better or energized even after spending time with them. Well, I got to spend some time this morning with Ayako, one of my peeps, who was also one of those people to me in grief and continues to be all these years later. We talked about boundaries and how to know when you're helping others more than is healthy for yourself and what that even means. See, I was never <laughs> as good at having boundaries as I was in grief because when I was going through grief, I had no extra energy to give away. I stopped caring about if other people thought I was nice or not nice, and I didn't care how I was labeled because others' expectations of me could not compete with just trying to survive the day. Clarification of priorities was a weird grief gift to me. After the two hard, hard first years, I started functioning better and for some odd reason went right back to my old boundaryless self. It's been a real process for me, though I think I might actually be making some progress now. So this may be for you now in grief, or it might just be planting seeds for you later on. Either way, this is an important topic. As Christians, we are taught to love others as you love yourself. And somehow we've misconstrued that into not being honest and not taking care of ourselves. This, my friend, is where burnout, resentment, and exhaustion are born. Ayoko and I were talking about boundaries this morning, and I shared a story with her that I might have shared before, but it's worth repeating. Actually, I'm going to share two stories and the lessons learned from each of them. Let's see if you can relate. I was driving to Raleigh with a friend one sunny morning about four years after Monica died, and where I lived at that time, had no county trash pickup. So I would take my trash to the local dump just like a mile down the road. The morning we were going to Raleigh, I was going to do that. I had a full, large, you know, 33-gallon black bag full of trash in the back of the car. About 30 minutes into our drive, I realized I had forgotten it to go by the dump. So the trash, it was still in the back of the car. And in that moment, it struck me that that was a metaphor for my life. I allow others to give me their trash, all the drama, all the negativity of their lives, and then I'm the one carrying it around with me all day. Now, if one bag represented one person and I carry the trash for all the people I've allowed to share their trash with me, my car would be full of trash bags. Oh, and did I mention the weather was warm? So that trash... It was going to start stinking up my car if I didn't get rid of it. If this feels like your life, then you might have a boundary issue. <laughs> I'm not saying that we don't share each other's burdens, but your closest friends should be the kind that share their trash and take your trash. There's a balance. If you walk away from most conversations with somebody and your energy is gone, you feel exhausted, and that's the norm, I would advise you to check your motives for being there. 
I used to think I was supposed to do that for people. But I have since learned that that feeling was more about me not having boundaries or not valuing myself. See, your boundaries, they define your space. They define who you are. So when you allow others to guilt you or make you feel obligated to do something, then you're allowing others to redefine who you are. And often when that happens, we get resentful of what we're doing because we really didn't want to do it in the first place. Now, let me emphasize that most times it is us who takes on the feeling of the obligation or we do something because we feel it's the Christian thing to do. All right, so let me take this even a little further with another story. Jeff and I were talking with a counselor and at that particular session sharing some of my boundary questions. He gave me this example and it really stuck with me. He said there are two types of people, funnels and vessels, and he called me a funnel, F-U-N-N-E-L, in case my accent's getting in the way. (laughs) Picture a funnel in your mind, and let's use water for this example. So you pour water from one container through the funnel into another container. He said that first container was God pouring into me, and then I, the funnel, pour into others. So what's poured into me from God or the Holy Spirit is gone as soon as I get it because it's poured out to others. All right, now picture a vessel. Let's make it a really neat wooden oblong vessel. Water is poured into the vessel, and when the vessel fills up, then the overflow is poured out. So if I were a vessel, then I would be full of what God or the Holy Spirit is pouring into me before it overflows, before it fills others. Is that not some good stuff? See, most of my life, I've been a funnel (laughs) carrying other people's trash. What about you? See, you are not expected to fix other people's lives or circumstances. And if they expect that from you, you need to run. Stop carrying other people's trash. So how do you know if you're giving from a cheerful heart, as the Bible says, if you're giving in a healthy way? Knowing this is the third way to set boundaries, because you have to know whether or not you're a funnel or a vessel. If you feel any obligation or pressure to take on someone else's problems, to try and fix or make their circumstances better before your vessel is full, check your boundaries. If you are asked to do yet another thing at work that's really not your job and you feel that pressure or obligation, check your boundaries. We're supposed to give cheerfully, but that rarely happens when we can't say no to all the things people ask of us. And interestingly, we are not being honest with ourselves or those we keep saying yes to. If you give out of obligation or pressure, you are not giving from a right heart. You're not giving from a cheerful heart. And remember, God looks at our hearts. If it feels like you're giving all the time with no reciprocation, you might be a funnel. So to recap, stop carrying other people's trash around. You have enough of your own to deal with. Second, think about the funnel and the vessel and be intentional 
in the giving of your time and your heart. Saying yes became the norm for me. So it was almost automatic for me to say yes. And it became uncomfortable for me to try and say no. And third, know the difference between if you are giving from your overflow or not by seeing if it's obligation or wanting people to think that you're a good or a nice, kind Christian person by being involved. You know, in any group, and I'm talking about group dynamics, about 20% of the group will do 80% of the work. And this applies to church too. A small majority of the people do most of the work, and then we wonder why they get burned out from doing ministry work. Think about that. Having boundaries is necessary. It's no different than your property lines of your home or even a fence. And in grief, it is imperative that you establish boundaries for yourself because you need all your energy for healing. If you want to read a good book on this subject, one that addresses all the Christian hesitation for setting boundaries, read the book, Boundaries, (laughs) Makes It Easy, by Henry Townsend. It's an excellent resource. The word of the week is Proverbs 4.23, but I also want to read 24, 25, 26, and 27 in the message version. Keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. In other words, don't say yes when you want to say no. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. In other words, don't allow others to entrap you in their gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead and ignore all sideshow distractions. I think that means don't carry others' trash. (laughs) Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left and leave evil in the dust. The journey works, or the work of your journey, is to take a step towards your healing. I want you to register for the summit today. You have to take the steps. No one can do that for you. And I don't want you to let this opportunity pass you by. When you join the summit, you're going to be in control of how much you engage or if you engage at all. But being there with other women who get it is important. And I promise you it is healing. At this point, I have seen the presentations and I am telling you, they're amazing. There is no doubt that hearing them will give you great hope. And there is no one who is a part of the summit who hasn't lost a loved one. They, we, have all walked through the valley of the shadow of death with great pain. And now they are all in the business of supporting others like you who are just starting your journey. They, like me, have been transformed by God and are here to give you great hope for your today, for the holidays, and for your days ahead. So if you're feeling that life will never change, and like I said, you are among friends because we have all said that. We have all thought it and felt that very same thing. But thank God, literally thank God, that he is not limited by how we feel. Go to the Grief to Great Day website or the Holiday Grief Relief Summit.com website to register right now. I know you're struggling to decide if it will really help, but there's only one way to find out. I really want to see you there. I know it might be uncomfortable to push through. You don't want to be seen. That's fine. Be there and turn your video off. 
And if you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are always in the show notes. Until next time, remember who holds your today and your tomorrow and know that you are not alone. Keep coming back to the house, keep sitting on this couch and keep taking steps like registering for the free summit towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.